Hello, and welcome to the M2 Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Anti, my co-host, Kyle Heath. This is the show where we cover esports and personalities, gaming industry, really news, technology, innovation, and uh, what am I missing? New and upcoming games. Look at that. I remembered Me it too. without even having to read it this time. We're getting better, man. Uh, at the start of every episode, we like to do a quick recap of what each other have been up to. So, Kyle, what have you been doing? Have you been gaming? Are you back played, on uh... Saints Row? What are you doing? Oh, you guessed it. <laughs> so, I, so, yeah, played played it. Played a couple of things this week. Um, I finished out Saints Row. Uh, notice how okay. I said I finished out Saints Row, not me and my partner. Uh, because unfortunately, mm-hmm. whenever we tried to play, uh, I was joining back in on the continued mid mission, and I didn't realize it was mid mission. So, and this is the final mission. So, like, I'm joining in mid mission. My friend tries to join, and it just says I'm busy, and he can't join. And the whole time I'm playing, it says so and so is joining, like in the top right, like trying to be like yeah. one. Of course, obviously, you couldn't join because I was busy. So I, uh, rather than us trying to replay the whole mission and everything, like from the start, I was just like, I mean, it was a long mission, so I was like, I'll just, I'll finish it out. I literally logged in, streamed it to Discord so you could just watch the rest of it. Nice. <laughs> and the whole time, he's like, dude, I wish I was playing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. That's so crazy. It would have been, uh, been nice, but, but yeah, man, I finished out the, uh, ended up finishing out the game ending i mean i won't go into too much details ending uh yeah very lackluster kind of uh expected <laughs> it's not really a surprise ending at all um so it's kind of just like a eh. um wasn't surprised to say the least especially without the game performed um even ran into a few bugs uh on the um on the last mission that made me read i had to like restart the checkpoint a couple times it was yeah uh it's just what it is, man. I don't know. I've been over it. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been over this. <laughs> I've been I've beaten this dead horse for a while, but yeah. Just uh yeah. overall game is uh extremely mid. Uh, that's you know, I'd I'd give it like a four or a five, maybe. Um you know, out of oh, ten. That's so, tragic, man. Yeah, it just kinda is what it is. I mean, there's DLC that came out for it that was free. I haven't played that yet, I haven't tried it. Um I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine there's less bugs or anything in it though, especially with how the core game is still, so I don't know. We're almost a year out, Mike, you know? End of August, that game came out. It is the end of May as we're recording this <laughs> of the next year. Yeah, we're so. about to come up on a year, and, well, mm-hmm. we got we got half a year away, but still, no progress being made is pretty dang frustrating. Yeah, is what it is. At least you finished it, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I finished the game, and you know, yeah, overall, it was kind of, you know, it was all right, but uh, but I will say we did switch to a rather good game after the fact that we've had it all those for a while. Another co-op game, uh, a very popular one called A Way Out. I know we talked about it a couple times on the show. Um, yeah. I've never actually played it, so um, and he hasn't either. So we were like, oh, this is perfect. Um, with Game Pass DM, uh, if you have Game Pass, you have EA Play, <laughs> so, or Game Pass Ultimate, you have EA Play. Um, so both, uh, of course, have that. So able to hop on uh at just 15 dollars a month and uh and play away out. um yeah i so um uh, so far i really enjoyed the game it's a much better much better experience so far than saints row um we're only like an hour in but it's just like i don't know i, I just love it's it's of course it's made by the same people that did it takes two and i it's one of my it was probably one of my favorite games of i guess 2021 that came out i'm trying to remember yeah, 2021 whatever it takes two is yeah like 2020 and 2021 something like that yeah maybe maybe it's 2022 because i remember i talked about it on the pod um so it probably was last year but regardless uh i uh really enjoyed that game and i was it was my one of my games of the year so um yeah and i mean same studio that made 
a way out. This is back in, I guess, 2018. Uh, they made a way out. And um, yeah, I mean, so far I'm enjoying it. Again, hour in, but uh, you know, many more to come. So very much enjoying that. But that was, uh, I'll say it was all I played this week. That about done did it. Uh, so much else. Um, really just been like some YouTube here and there. You know how it is. Yeah, you know, you and I on the YouTube I grind all the YouTube. time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, so. I'll be at the gym with YouTube running in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm true, always on YouTube. True. Yeah. It's my but podcast, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that was my week. Did you play any more than two games this week, Mike? Any more than two games? Mm. Uh, no. Probably oh, not. Oh, no. man. Okay. No, okay. I don't think I did. I mean,. No, not really. I've been I've been playing Breath of the Wild mostly. That's been the game I'm trying to like get through and really try to finish. Uh, I'm really getting into it now. So I beat the first half of the game to where you're now trying to recover Link's memories. And uh. I got the first memory. So I'm like trying to get there. I'm like collecting a bunch of stuff. I'm unlock like unlock the fairy garden or fairy fountain. And I'm like just progressing as much as possible. And I think what I'm going to do now, because I want to kind of speed run it so I can get to Tears of the Kingdom, and it's not the best way to beat a game, but looking online, like, I want to reveal the whole map, go all the different sections, like, spend a day doing that, and then just mark the map of things that I need to go do. So I can just, like, progress through the game. Like, mark down all the shrines, mark down all the memories, and it's like, just do all of that and get it out of the way. and. uh yeah, there's some things like I come across in the game where it throws me back into all the older Zelda games. It's like a callback, which is really cool. Um, so I'm pretty much into it right now. Very excited. Um, see, if you would have uh, beat Breath of the Wild beforehand, Mike, we wouldn't have this predicament. It's a great predicament no. to be in, though, I must say. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I wish I finished it earlier. <laughs> but I mean, I, I still got other games I'm like trying to play with friends. And one of them right now... I think I downloaded it. Yeah, it's on the Xbox, so I have to actually go to my profile to remember the name of the game, but it's Wulong Fallen Dynasty. And we had to... We, did I mention this last week? I think, I you think did. I did. Maybe the week prior. Yeah, we, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, I finally beat the boss after we did the recording. That took a while. I beat it. It's pretty late. And it took a while. So now I finally have co-op unlocked. And I think we're going to do like every Tuesday, all of us get together and start playing. You should, man. So. It's a day. Yeah. Me, yeah sure. me and my co-op buddy, I mean, we're, uh, you know, I think we try to do like every like Tuesday, Wednesday, like same thing, kind of you know, just hop on at night, trying to dedicate like a couple hours. It's like, it's how you oh, have yeah. to do it nowadays, you know, with schedules and whatnot. So I don't mind it, but it's just the way pretty it much the only way to game. If you're like, as you get older, you have to make free time like, yeah. tonight. Yeah, which <laughs> I like, like, which I think some people are very much like against that. Like, do I hate all have to plan this and I don't want to like, I wish today I could just game. I don't know, man. I like the structure personally. I think I'd rather just be like, hey, yeah. just plan something out and be like, hey, let's play this then. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. I think it's cool. It makes it fun when you have friends that like everybody has busy schedules and trying to plan things out. If you just set down, like if you make a day where you have to do that. Yeah. It's just so much easier, and you don't have to worry about it. It's like that day is blocked off for as long as you need it to be blocked off for. Yeah, I don't know. I look at it optimistically too. Like it's something to look forward to, right? 
Exactly, yeah. Thing. Yeah, the week goes by quick when we have a scheduled podcast recording every week. Yeah, dude. You I know feel like I mean? we just recorded yesterday, dude. Yeah, every, exactly. Every week it feels like we just recorded like the day prior. <laughs> every exactly. Week. Every time oh. you're just like, what games did you play? I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what happened in the last seven <laughs> days, this dude? This week? Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah. So hopefully I have more stories to go with Breath of the Wild, and hopefully I have more to go with uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. We only, I mean, because you got to think about it, Mike. We only got two weeks, two weeks until Summer Games Fest, and then it's just, you know, we're, we're knee deep, we, you know? I didn't realize how many things are happening that weekend. So next week, basically, yeah, the meta quest, right? And then the first week of June, you have Tribeca Games, Guerrilla Collective, Summer Games Fest, Future Play Direct, Wholesome Games Direct. Future Game Show, uh, OTK Games Expo, Xbox Game Showcase, PC Gaming Show, and Final Fantasy, dude. That and and Ubisoft Forward, like, gee, that's crazy. That's <laughs> the first two weeks of June. All of those are happening. Yeah, so, so let's talk about Mike. It, we're not gonna know, be able to shut up. It's <laughs> this is the thing, dude. It's the. Uh... June is the busy month for us on the podcast front. We got a lot. We get, we're not short of news, which is great. Uh, but there's a lot to watch and stuff. So, I think those are some of our best performing podcast episodes too. So which makes sense. What it can does. I say? <laughs> what can he say? Uh, All right. So, what do you say we jump into the first article? Say we shall. Um, got some interesting news. Say. Um, so starting off with a uh, little bit of unfortunate news for Embracer. It's coming from Video Game Chronicle. Embracer's shares have nosedived after the collapse of a two billion dollar deal. You heard that right, Mike. That was a million. I didn't start that with an M. I billion. started that with a B. That's a billion. Two billion. The Lord of the Rings and Tomb Raider owner has slashed its earnings forecast. And also, they say so. Lord of the Rings and Tomb Raider, obviously, they're probably their biggest IPs. But mm-hmm. I mean. If you look elsewhere too, Saints Row is also under this group. So you know, I think we may uh, <laughs> it could be a sign as to why maybe uh some of this deal could have fell through. Maybe not just that, maybe other things. But yeah, dude, uh, products haven't been too great as of uh, <laughs> as of late, probably. Um, anyways, regardless, um, uh, Embracer Group shares plummeted by over forty percent on Wednesday after the Swedish company said a major deal had fallen through unexpectedly. As part of its quarterly earnings report, the company said it had been notified on Tuesday night that a two billion dollar partnership wouldn't be going ahead as planned. Uh, the company, which owns the entertainment rights for Lord of the Rings as well as popular video game franchises like Tomb Raider and Borderlands, said it had slashed its earnings forecast because of the deal's collapse. For the current business year ending in March 2024, it lowered its previous guidance of SEK at $10.3 billion to $13.6 billion and adjusted earnings before interest and taxes to sex $7 billion to $9 billion. Don't, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I know what SEK is. I don't, I'm, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, let's find out. I have no idea. Um, Business terms that I'm It's aware. the Swedish dollar, basically. Ah, I see, I see. It's a krona, is what it's called. Oh, okay. Makes sense. They're a Swedish company. Makes sense. Uh, it has been a challenging year 
adversely impacted by game delays, weaker consumer demand, and lackluster reception for certain notable releases. That was a quote from the CEO, and uh, I mean, could he have said it better, Mike? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> could he have yeah. said it better? <clears throat> Excuse me. Late last night, we were informed of one major strategic partnership that has been uh, negotiated for seven months will uh, not uh, materialize. Company elaborated, negotiations have been taken far longer than originally anticipated, considering we had a verbal commitment already in October of 2022. The specific deal included more than $2 billion USD in contracted development revenue over a period of six years. The deal would have enabled a catch-up payment at closing for already capitalized costs for a range of large-budget games, but also noted, notably improved medium to long-term profit and cash flow predictability for the duration of the game development projects. The transaction had many of the highest rated global advisories on board with several hundred people engaged on both sides. All documentation was finalized and ready to go as of yesterday. We asked for the execution of the agreement before our Q4 announcement. However, late last night, we received a negative outcome from the counterparty. Um, the decision was unexpected to the management and the board of directors of Embracer. Oh man, that's yeah. That that's like the worst. I mean, it sounds like it was totally unexpected, which makes it way worse. It's like there was no hundred oh, like, percent, yeah. Because like they're going to announce like, oh, you know, we have this huge acquisition. We'd love to close this out before we have to talk about Q four, and then it's like, oh well, uh, back to the drawing board, I guess. <laughs> it's like, geez. I don't know, dude. What do you think, Mike? I mean, with the amount of, I mean, with the games that they, you know, the IPs they have and the games they've released, do you, does this make any at all sense? Think for this company to just pull out like this? Well, I mean, it's hard to say because, like, I guess the real issue is the whole topic is like the the shares plummeting over forty percent because they couldn't get the deal going through. I mean, I feel like that's just. The economy that's just like the the way investors look at things if they don't if you don't constantly meet the earnings report then they bail out quickly yeah you know it's like get out of there before everything drops so they can save their money but if it does meet the expectations then people buy in you know right but it, it is kind of wild that they have like, like it's just kind of wild the two billion dollar partnership that was already voiced as it was going to go through like you said isn't going to go through anymore I didn't know you could just pull out of something like that last minute. I guess so. I they mean, seem like a, it, a deal a that loss. big. Yeah, I mean, a deal that big, you know? And the fact that they had a verbal commitment, it's like, dude, that's just so unfortunate. Because, like, they're like, oh, yeah, dude, we got you. And then it's, you know. But, I mean, you know, it's it just goes to show that, especially in business, you know, the deal's not done, so the ink is uh, to paper. So <laughs> it's kind of just the unfortunate reality of business. But, dude, oh, man. Just, I just, like I, like, I was reading that. I was like, dude, that, like, I, you know. Obviously, we're not a part of it, but like, it's just like when you hear something like that, it's like that. That's a blow. And you know, the CEO is probably like, <laughs> just like, I mean, the all upper manager is probably just like super down after they got the news that night. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a public embarrassment at the highest level, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it, they're still, they're still going to be okay, right? Because if you have the, the gaming rights to something like Lord of the Rings and Tomb Raider, and of course, Borderlands, Borderlands, like super big, but like just Lord of the Rings is one of the biggest IPs of all time. And Tomb Raider, <sighs> yeah. have you played the Tomb Raider games, man? I actually haven't. That's something I want to get on. They're really good. Yeah. Like they're some of my favorite games. They're like really, really well made. 
Um, they, they look absolutely gorgeous. If you watch any tech YouTubers that are testing equipment, they yeah, always no. use Tomb Raider yeah, as like an example. Yeah. yeah. It's like the test oh, bench. Man. Um, you know, you mentioned Lord of the Rings IP. And I don't know if you've heard about Gollum, but reviews have dropped. Oh yeah. I heard it's the worst <laughs> reviewed game of you can't 2023. Even, so in the in the video, you can't even see it, but there's actually a popular article right now on VGC that's in the, one of the links here. And um, <laughs> the title of the article is Lord of the Rings Gollum is the worst reviewed game of 2023. Um, and might I say, I watched uh, Skill Up, big fan, you know, I always talk about, like, he's the, he's my go-to guy for reviews. And, uh, yeah, he, he showed off that game, and whew, it, <laughs> it does not look good at all, Mike. Um, we're talking about a bunch of bugs, story points that don't make sense. Um, just overall, it looks like, you know, a double A game at best, but it's like a triple A title that they're shipping, or at least they're shipping, they're shipping with like $60 price tag, but it's like 70 for like actual, for what they claim to be bonus content, but it's like baseline features that should be in the, in the base game. Yeah, it's a whole mess, to say the least. So, um, yeah, the yeah, first, first like Lord yeah, of the Rings release is uh, kind of a, kind of a crapshoot from what I hear. Yeah, it has a it has a meta score of like low forties, high thirties, like across the board for everybody. Yeah, from everybody, it's dude. That's that might that might be the worst review on a game I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it's definitely the worst of this year so far. I think fair to say. Um, yeah, it's uh, dude. Oh man, Mike, we were, we were so hyped too because like we remember we saw. Like, I think they were talking about Gollum. They showed some screenshots or something in that article. We're like, dude, it looks good. Like, oh, man, I'm actually excited for this. But then it drops, and it's just, ugh. It's not that. Do you remember how excited? So they announced the games or rumors of games coming out, and they're, they're still on the horizon, right? But they did that at the same time that the Rings of Power on Amazon launched. Remember that? Yeah, I yeah. am. And, like, the Rings of Power was, like, it was pretty harshly received, too. Like it had a bunch of people watch it, but if you're a Tolkien fan or Tolkien fan, you were probably really upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so to see Lord of the Rings start taking some L's recently is not a good sign, especially for Embracer over here who just saw their stocks plummet forty percent on a single day. So yeah, that's not good, um, man. Yeah, I don't know. Embracer definitely needs to go back to the drawing board. A lot of these IPs, I think. Um, especially, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Borderlands and Tomb Raider are fantastic, but uh. But I think, um, but yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings not going to a really uh, nice start, and then Saints Row just being Saints Row, like it's like a reboot. A lot of people look forward to, it, and it just was clearly like quarter baked. <laughs> it just wasn't done. So um, yeah, just unfortunate. Man. Yeah, they they got to focus on some of their uh, IPs, I think. Um, and I honestly, it probably contributes as to why you know um, this deal could have fell through. Um, there could have been other legal stuff, obviously, but. I don't know. I certainly didn't, certainly didn't help, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the socks right now, and it still has not recovered. It, yeah. GG's, man. Dude, it's who, done. Knows? <laughs> who knows? Man? Who knows when it will, if it will, you know. I don't know. Hope for the best, but yeah. Uh, tough week, to say the least, for Embracer, going into, like, one of the biggest weeks in gaming, so. Yeah. Ooh, it's rough. We'll see if they can bounce back. That's something we should be paying attention to. I want to see another Tomb Raider game. And yeah, true. But Very you know true. what's next, right? The new, <laughs> the new <laughs> Q handhold by Sony. So this article comes from The Verge, 
and it is from Jay Peters and Sean Hollister, who we've covered several times. And essentially, what the story is about Sony's new Q handheld is official. It's an 8-inch screen, and it streams PS5 games. So Sony's Project Q, is what it's now being labeled as, is a portable device and is coming later this year to remote play games from your PlayStation 5 over Wi-Fi. So Sony has officially confirmed it's working on a PlayStation handheld to make it easier to play your PS5 games. It was announced during Wednesday's PlayStation Showcase and is called Project Q. We're going to drop into the PlayStation Showcase at the end of this uh, podcast, so stick around for that. So this is a direct quote from PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, uh, and he said during the PlayStation Showcase, We will launch a dedicated device that enables you to stream any game from your PS5 console using remote play over Wi-Fi. Internally known as Project Q, it has an 8-inch HD screen and all of the buttons and features of the DualSense wireless controller. Now, more specifically, it'll have an LCD screen running games at up to 1080p, 60 frames per second over Wi-Fi, according to a Sony press release. And it will feature both the Adamat... Ad, sorry, ad, adaptive. Sorry, it'll feature the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback of the DualSense. The Q handhold is set to launch later this year, just like the PlayStation Bluetooth earbuds announced Wednesday. The Sony didn't say exactly when or how much the new device might cost. Don't you love it when they don't mention those? I love it, dude. It's my favorite. Um, yeah, <laughs> Going so blind. And it's like releasing in November. I love it, Mike. I love it. That's so far away. All right, so according to the fine print at the bottom of Sony's presentation, games you play on the queue must be installed on a PS5 controller itself. It apparently designed as a companion for your own PS5, not something that would play games natively like a Steam Deck or a phone or even stream them from the cloud. Mm. That's tough. Yeah, I had some opinions on that when I first saw it. Um, I will say, but we can continue on with the article if there's more to read. Yeah, so however, Sony is one of the four, uh, foremost companies with a cloud gaming service. One it currently seems to be overhauling based on the many job postings we dug up, so it's possible that the Q added uh, Q adds cloud gaming at a later date. It would seem weird to omit services that make Sony more money. Sony's brief tease didn't uh, address whether you'd be able to use the queue to stream games outside of your house. Sony's remote play does currently support connections over cellular, though you might need to tether it to a phone or a hotspot since Sony has only mentioned Wi-Fi. Hmm. I yeah. don't think that would work very well, to be honest. I, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't. Um, yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Because, like... You know, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, like, you know, because like, they're first showing it in the, uh, at, in, in like the press room. It's like, oh, yeah, this is like really cool. Like, I, I mean, it looks like, because like when I first saw it, I immediately thought it was like a Switch with like PlayStation controller joy cons, because <laughs> it's kind of what it looks like. Um, it really does. But yeah. But I mean, look, I mean, the idea of like a handheld I can play PlayStation games on, I, dude, I love that idea. Just because like I think it's, uh, I mean, just it, it's essentially a switch for Sony, and you could like just play the games wherever you like you feel comfortable. And obviously, with the handheld market popping off the way it is with the Steam Deck and the, the Rogue, like Ally and stuff like, like with all these devices, Logitech. I mean, it, it's like we're in, we're moving more towards handheld, which is awesome. 
obviously oh, switch switch leading that charge if you want to like get serious about it i mean obviously we've had like the psps and all that in the past but like full-fledged consoles switch really started that and then now a lot of people are trying to catch up on like a pc based sort of uh handheld um but i mean yeah playstation i think um it's something playstation doesn't have a market in anymore so with no like mobile or handheld like devices I mean, there's remote play which yeah um you can play like on other devices but I, mean, I think the idea of having this uh i really like it um i think what i don't like is the fact that it's like you need a ps5 for it <laughs> and it's like it's i don't know because there's certainly a market out there with people that want to play like ps5 games mobily and don't necessarily want to fork out like 500 dollars for playstation um yeah so i mean there, there's that market there and it's just it doesn't appeal to that market at all it's only people that own a playstation so um again love the idea of mobile gaming i just wish that maybe this was like its own standalone thing granted if you're adding like cellular and stuff like that that's a whole other thing but i mean and you know the price point would reflect it but but yeah i mean also i don't it's it's gonna come down to the price too of what they actually end up like placing this at because you know if it's like if this is if for some reason this is like a 300 hundred dollar device like they're never gonna hear the end of it <laughs> i mean it's just like it's I gonna think be it might rough. be um i think it might be a 300 hundred dollar device, just, man. Mm, yeah i it, people, more people are going to be more pissed off i mean needless to say but um i mean, look i love i love the idea and the fact that i mean and what's making me think it could be 300 is not only like um but like the display is lcd too it's not even like an oled or anything like that so it's kind of like and eh, maybe they're cutting costs there which i could see but I mean, it is technically a PS5 controller at the very least, right? Which is the exactly everything. So, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's you, we know it's at least going to be probably 150. Um, so I mean, I mean yeah, well, they, I, I, honestly, if I had to guess, my prediction would probably be like 200, 250. But you know, it, it sounds, it, I don't know, it sounds like you, Mike, that it could that 300 is a total possibility for a device like this. I definitely think it's a 300 price range, man. I think they'll they'll probably bundle it with their uh, their wireless earbuds. Yeah, the wireless that, earbuds. Don't get me wrong, ugly, man. Not only that, they do not look. But like, dude, what is all. what? All right, what is Sony specifically PlayStation's track record with audio devices? Now we the new headsets and stuff. That's obviously, like fact. I don't know much about the new headsets. I mean, they they could be good, but it's like, but like in the past, I don't feel like they have a really solid foundation when it comes to audio. So it makes me more skeptical about these. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously it's, I think it's it's more than obvious that it's meant to be paired with the handheld, right? And that's kind of why they're marketing them together because like if you get that, well, you want some privacy, you can get some earbuds. Like truly wireless earbuds. She knows the new thing now, but but yeah, I mean, I I like the case and everything. I'm curious how those would actually look in ear. <laughs> like, I feel like they just look weird. Um, they They don't look comfortable. They don't look like they're made for the ear. Yeah. But, I mean, I could be wrong. This yeah. is like a I mean, render, right? Yeah. I know when long. I first, like my, you know, what's so funny too, whenever, like before they even announced, like this was like a handheld with the PlayStation and stuff like that. Almost like I was like looking at the PlayStation they show on the left hand side of this like screen, which I'm showing right now. Um, I was looking at that and I was like, that like, is that a smaller like PlayStation of some sort? Like, is that a stream box? Because like compared to the actual controller thing itself, I mean, I mean, oh, that's definitely smaller. Yeah, I mean, the controller's like huge, and I'm like, it just didn't make sense. I was like, I was like, it'd be cool if this is like a streaming device and it was a cheaper, you know, variation of a PlayStation. Um, and you know, you just have like this little box that you could stream from, and you could just take a little handheld. Obviously, there's no place to actually place it like a Switch or anything like that. So, I mean, 
it was uh pretty obvious pretty quick that this was kind of a separate thing but um yeah man i i mean i don't know i i I definitely wish and i hope in the future there'd be a way that you know you can possibly just use this only as like a stream like a streaming device for playstation games if you want to still stay in the ecosystem you can have a handheld device where you can stream the games to over wi-fi over like a remote play and just like um you know play like ps now or something on it right and just have like those games at your disposal that'd be awesome uh and you know if and i I, clearly there's no it seems like there's no you know room for like storage or anything like that there's no way to like add storage to the device um which you know probably would also cut down on cost but at the same time it's kind of just like i don't know i i just wish something else at the end of the day and that's kind of where my head's at when it comes to this announcement yeah i mean i just kind of view it more like it's just a tablet with a controller next to it a tablet like a streaming tablet only and if so let's try to like figure this out logically right so like what's the ps5 uh dual sense edge controller how much does that cost two hundred dollars yeah dual sense yeah the pro controller yeah yeah uh i think this is a screen it's a little bit more complicated than a than a controller so i'm expecting it to be at least 250 300 with the markup and the fees and everything included yeah that's a good point i, I would I, buy it i forgot what they were pricing the dual sense uh edge on but also i mean there's swappable joysticks and stuff. Obviously, they're not going to do that for you know something like this. But um, that's a good point. That's, that's something I didn't think about. That's true. Um, yeah, I t- was curious to see what the price is. But you know, obviously, it's not a PS5 owner. Even if I had a PS5, I mean, to be truthful, I probably wouldn't buy this <laughs> just because like I'm, if I'm playing my PS5, I'm just normally going to play like you know at yeah. something. Um, but I mean, I don't know, the idea of mobile gaming, like, you know, if I started playing my Switch more and I really love that and I had a PS5, it's like, okay, well, this could be a way to play in bed, you know? Um, there's definitely, I'm not saying there's not a market for it, but guys, I wish this was something else. And I think and for Sony's case too, I wish this was something like, you know, different because I think there, there's a lot of, I mean, just like, like they say in the article, there's a lot of missed opportunity here by not making this like a, you know, a general device that's, yeah, that's yeah. outside of the PlayStation 5 kind of realm, you know? Well, the thing that's annoying is like we heard rumors about a Sony handheld coming out for a while and everybody just automatically assumed it was like a PSP or something. Yeah, something like that. Going along those like that route. And it's not. It's it's basically like a handheld device, but it's stream only and you can only do it in your house and hopefully you have good Wi-Fi and you don't have interference from neighbors. Hmm. If you're like more and more people live in apartments and closed housing, right? Yeah, so it's true. It's just it's kind of crazy. Um but it's I, I don't see the appeal when you can go get something like the Steam Deck or the Nintendo yeah. Switch or the Asus Rogue Ally. And like there's like, what, two or three other ones that we've covered just in the last six months? Yeah. And, you know, PlayStation moving, moving a lot of their original IP over to PC, right? Guess what? You can 100%. probably play that on a Steam Deck. Um, definitely. So, I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, the market for this is certainly small. You already the fact that you need the console itself already like drastically lowers it. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a solid device and I hope for Sony's sake that it is. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's kind of just, I don't know. Then I have, you know, this guy over here. Yeah. We'll see how it is <laughs> when they end up dropping, uh, the price and then we can find uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll know by then. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's hard to it's hard to be optimistic over something like this, especially with the position Sony's in and everything. So 
We'll see. I think I'm not going to rule it out completely. I'm just going to say I mean, yeah. my initial thoughts are they could have went a different route and made it better. And we're just speculating on the price right now, so we can't be too egregious. Yeah, like true. So we'll see. We'll see. We will see for sure. You know what else we'll see? It's one of the most dominant publishers coming out with something else in their store. It's very true. It's very true. That's a segue. Thank you. That was a good one. That's a good segue. Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of solid articles. This one, and the next one, are like I'm excited for. Um, I think this though is worth mentioning, and that is the Epic Game Store's latest free game is drumroll Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition. Um, if you've been watching this program, you've probably heard me talk about Fallout New Vegas and uh, how it's one of my favorite games of all time. Quite literally, um, it's a fantastic game. It's it's what got me into RPGs. Uh, you know, back when Bethesda made solid games. They can still recover. <laughs> not saying it's been, it's, a while. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while for sure. Um, but yeah, it, this is 100% free to claim, but it's only until June 1st. So you have to hop on this like immediately. It's only like a week. Um, so if you're watching this within <laughs> the week of the 26th to the 1st of June, then um, then yeah, you could uh, get this. I mean, I would, I'd, again, high recommend for me. I think it's a pretty solid game. Um, I'll go into the article a little bit. I mean, there's not too much to touch on, but I'll say um, game is f- currently free to claim until June 1st. Uh, it's been re- and then it will be replaced by a mystery title. Um, Epic Games Store gave away 99 free titles last year, up from 89 in 2021. These games had a combined worth of 2240 so $2,240, and users claimed over 700 million free titles. Down from 765 million in 2021. Still a lot. Jeez. Um, the Epic Game Store recently launched its Mega Sale 2023 promotion featuring discounts of up to 75%. And this will run until June 15th at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, all Epic Game Store accounts also automatically receive a coupon offering 25% off purchases. Uh, purchases priced at or combining to $15 US. The players and players will receive another 25% coupon each time they complete an eligible transaction, which they have in their terms and conditions. The Epic Rewards Scheme also launched last week. Uh, For every eligible purchase on the Epic Game Store, you'll receive 5% back on the total spent as credit to use in the store. That's what Epic said. Epic Games announced last month that it acquired a Brazil-based Horizon Chase and Wonderbox Studio Aquarius for its un- for an undisclosed sum. The Aquarius team is will be the foundation of the company's first Latin America studio, Epic Games Brazil, uh, which will work on the Fortnite series. Dang, dude. Epic makes big moves, but I think the fact that they're... Um, I mean, they've been putting pretty high-caliber games up there. I think Death Stranding, um, <laughs> like Director's Cut or whatever, was like the last one. Which is, you know, it's fairly recent. Yeah, um, that w- that was pretty recent, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. So I mean, th- there's some pretty solid games going up here. Uh, but yeah, Fallout New Vegas. I I'm, I'd be surprised if anyone listening to this doesn't already have this masterpiece of a video game. But if you don't, I mean, go on Epic Games and get it for free. I mean, this is the Ultimate Edition too. Includes all the DLC. It's a lot of content, a lot of hours. Um. I think even for its time, it's um the only uh, the only caveat and the only thing I will warn people is that um the UI is slightly dated i think in terms of like inventory system because like you know when you go to like pick up items it 
essentially brings up a screen in the inventory and pauses your game essentially like pick the items and move them over and stuff like that um there are mods that do fix this but again modding i know some people don't feel like modding their games so unless you want to mod your experience and make it more modern with a more modern ux ui uh i would um just like keep in mind that you know you'll have to bear with the inventory system a little bit because uh, i think it's a little bit older and that was something i noticed when i played it uh recently was that yeah i was like yeah this is a lot of like pausing and then going back in pausing going back in when you're picking up items and stuff so yeah you mentioned that when you were starting to go back and like mess with uh fallout series all over again yeah trying to fit trying to remember the good old times yeah i mean i there was also a pretty heavy uh um fan uh dlc that was launched um that was like really well made i played a little bit of that but yeah when i was oh, like, it was playing, like, I was, like basically a fan remastered version wasn't it well, it was it was a fan DLC. So I mean, I think there was definitely some elements yeah. of the game that were remastered, but it was just a whole DLC experience, like professionally voice acting and everything. It was made by you know a small team. So, um, yeah. But I, I when I went back and played that, that's what I noticed. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need to download some mods because <laughs> this is definitely a little uh, a little dated. But I don't know. Still, it's like a very classic RPG for me. Um, you know, first person and everything. Shooting is not the best but they have like a vat system in place so essentially it freezes time lets you select where to hit and you have a certain chance of hitting certain areas of a person or an animal thing um, that was our way of kind of combating how bad the, <laughs> the first person uh shooting actually was but um but i don't know the story's great the characters are awesome um, it's a it's a tried and true rpg for me so and i it's one of those games like i love this game i still have not played skyrim to this day someday i'll probably mm. go and play it but uh that's uh but yeah I like got all my love for it out of this and I was just like, I don't know. I'm not like huge on like the kind of older um or I guess older times. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Like medieval maybe. Not medieval, but you know, get uh, the idea. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that like, old yeah. grimy, like old English kind of style. Yeah, like the magic and all that. I don't know, it's my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Then yeah, again, yeah, I know what you mean though. Then again, I love Hogwarts Legacy and it was, you know. Yeah, there's no guns in that or anything, so I'd probably enjoy it, but um but yeah. I think uh, th this is a huge get if you don't already have it. So uh, definitely uh, check it out. I don't know. Mike, have you ever played New Vegas? I don't even know if we talked about it. Uh, no, I haven't. I've watched a bunch of stuff about it and I've, like, I've checked it out. Not played it, though. Yeah. Just mostly watching like people play. I was big into Twitch, so I watched Fallout like, playthroughs and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have done playthroughs and everything. Um, yeah, it's a solid game. If you love RPGs, it's definitely like a must-play for me. In my eyes um so yeah definitely check it out if you have not and it's free till june 1st if you're watching this after june 1st i mean i hope the summer games fest was good i'll say that first and foremost but uh you know um a little late to the draw unfortunately <laughs> can't get it better luck next time you know yeah definitely it's not just epic games that do does these kind of um sales too but amazon will also throw up like old games like jedi academy Jedi Outcast I got for free because I had Amazon Prime. So it's like there are there are ways to get new games and for free or at least huge markoffs like seventy five percent. That's kind of wild, and they do have some fire yeah. on their sale. So yeah, it's worth checking out always. Yeah, always, always. You know, it's almost worth checking out, Mike. We're almost there, dude. I thought I was gonna have to do my own segue. Oh, thanks for filling it in. <laughs> Got you. I got you. We're talking about one of your favorite uh, franchises, I think. IPs, probably. Oh, yeah. Alan Wake. So this is from Kotaku by uh, Luke Plunkett. 
who, again, we've covered so many, so many times. So Alan Wake 2 won't be releasing on a disc. See, this- dum, dum, <laughs> but before we you even get into it, I just like I'm excited to talk to you about this because I know we like talked about like the whole like physical media before like a lot. Yeah. So I'd love to get your take on it. Um, it's very interesting, and I honestly don't know how I feel about it. But uh, man, we can continue on. <laughs> well, I just love it how Luke over here on the subscript, I think is what it's called, under subtitle, 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 yeah, I guess. Yeah, welcome to the latest president set by a AAA game release. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Welcome to the new world. Oh. All right, so. Alan Wake 2, one of the stars of this evening's PlayStation Showcase, is some very interesting news tucked away in an accompanying FAQ released at the same time as its latest trailer. The game will not be shipping on a disc at all. It'll be digital only. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So Remedy explained that the decision is based on two factors. Current trends and an effort to keep the price at $60 instead of $70, more and more games are starting to charge. Oh, so we're just making up excuses. <laughs> making up the, the... Dude, that is... That's where we live, huh? Oh, that's where we live. I, yeah. I don't like that excuse. There ain't no way. That's the only uh, reason. Oh, are you ready for the future hot take? Here's a hot take. Uh, they're gonna not... They're gonna start making new consoles that will not have disk drives. They won't have cartridges. And you'll be stuck downloading all your games you won't have enough storage and then you're going to get xboxed and they're going to give you an m.2 drive for like 200 dollars that you could easily buy on like storage storages on like pc part picker for a quarter of the price yeah yeah that's probably. what's gonna happen probably oh man okay should we dive into it or do you have a hot take like i just did uh to hear this uh, FAQ though that they attacked in the <laughs> All right. So here's their explanation in full. Why is Alan Wake 2 a digital only release? So the response There are many reasons for this. For one, a large number have shifted to digital only. You can buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive, and Microsoft's Xbox Series S is a digital only console. It is not uncommon to release modern games as digital only. It's like, you're not answering the question. So secondly, not (laughs) releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game at $59.99 and the PC version at $49.99. That's another interesting take. Oh, I'd love to hear your opinion on. (laughs) Finally, we did not want to ship a disc product and have it require a download for the game. We do not think this would make for a great experience either. And then follow-up question, is there a disc-based version of Alan Wake 2 in the works. There are currently no plans to release Alan Wake 2 on a disc. Alright, so let's go back. Secondly, <laughs> not releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game at $59.99 and the PC version of $49.99? What the F are you talking about, Dude. man? The whole reason it's cheaper on PC is because it's digital only most of the time, if not every time. I don't remember the last time. Like This is this is actually, unironically, the last PC game I bought on disc. The original uh, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Unironically. I don't have a disc drive, which is why I downloaded the digital one. Because who has disc drives anymore? And then uh, they're charging $10 more for the console version? Bro, what? It's so funny to me. I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it up front, dude. It pays to be a PC gamer, you know what I'm saying? Put a lot of up front, but... there you go. 
you get ten dollars off the game. <laughs> just, uh, I just feel bad for people like still on console. I, I can't lie, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, dude. Just get like, you know, where's physical media? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like I know it probably doesn't. You know, granted, most modern titles. Yeah, I get it. I don't know, man. Like when I'm buying like PS2 games or like GameCube games, it's like just I'll, I'll just like sit there for a little bit and just be like, yo, look at this. This is sick. It's having in my collection. Uh, yeah i mean that's that's what i i i have so many i have games i just real i have games on every shelf here <laughs> in this room like yeah. it's, it's all physical, physical obviously it's nice to have the physical yeah I, I, it's interesting that the you know it's a ten dollar price drop for pc it's just kind of like yeah. eh, like why but you know i mean, i'm not necessarily complaining but it's just like it just like doesn't really make sense i guess <laughs> I don't know. no it, it doesn't i Sometimes I think that the games aren't even on the discs anymore, and it's just the license on it, and it's just a permission to download it through the internet, which is why every single console now has to be connected to the internet. Right. Exactly. So, a license to play. Like, come on, man. Yeah. This is why Nintendo... This is the one pro that Nintendo has. You buy the game, it's a cartridge, put it in the console, you're good to go. There's some games that definitely require to be online, but that's a different matter altogether. When I say I just I I can also respect the fact that Nintendo is still like going cartridge base, which is kind of crazy. Like they, I know they went to disc obviously for like GameCube, and they they went to like the that medium. But like for the Switch, like yeah. you know what? Let's like let's bring it back a little bit, which I can I can respect. So pick up some Nintendo. One hundred percent, man. Definitely. <laughs> um, I guess we can continue on with the article, but really, what the article is just talking about is how. Uh, it's an opinion-based article where Luke starts giving his viewpoint. I think you and I agree with a lot of the things that he's saying. Just yeah. like the next paragraph is like, say what you will about the marginal economics of modern AAA video games and retail, but there's still, at a time of publishing anyway, a functional resale market where people are able to take a disc they've bought, sell it to someone else, and use that money to either buy a new game or less, or, I don't know, just buy something else. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. now you you can't. And no. I mean, this is a growing trend that's definitely started with Microsoft. And it's the one thing I actually really hated about Xbox is they're just trying to get rid of the resale market in general. So this is just one more thing. It's true. Yeah, it's like if gamers are smart and they don't want to change like this this new trend because you know they always do that like test run, right? A couple of games, digital only. Yeah. Let's see oh, if it yeah. sells. If this is really successful, I know this hurts you because you want to play it. But if this is really successful and it becomes a trend, it's like only the consumers to blame at that point because publishers yeah. follow the money. And if it works, they're going to do it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, this thing, I mean, you're, you're definitely cutting costs, not printing this. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, here's the thing. What do you think is a percent chance that, this game will ever actually be printed onto a disc. You think there's any like inkling? I guess it depends on success, right? Guess yeah, I think. Um, I I don't see it happening. I could see if it becomes very successful, they'll probably do some type of like collector's edition, maybe or anniversary edition or uh, like milestone, like platinum hits kind of thing where you can buy the physical copy. But yeah, I don't know, man. It still says it's it's going to be a digital-only game across the board, so we'll see how that actually plays out. God, you just sent me back with Platinum Hits. 
I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hits, I go dude. to a bunch of Goodwills and they have like loads of those games, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, yeah. But speaking, oh, man. Uh, man. Speaking of loads of games, what happened recently? We've referenced it now in the Alan Wake 2 article and the Sony New Q. Is it our last article? I think it is. It's not even an it article, is. Mike. It's not an article. It's not. Dude. It's a video. It's PlayStation Showcase, baby. PlayStation Showcase <laughs> 2023. Um, yeah, so this happened uh, well, uh, <laughs> during the last week. Uh, PlayStation's first showcase since, I believe, September 2021. Something ridiculous like that. We've obviously had State of Plays, but that is different from showcases. Um, and yeah, this is... I think people had a lot of expectations, of course, going into this. Obviously, being a showcase, yeah. right? There's like another bar there. I think for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think for the for the most part, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you just look at it, kind of no expectations, kind of surface level. I think it's, um, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's it's not a bad showcase. You know, it's not a bad presentation by any means. Um, but yeah, we'll get into some. We'll, we'll go and highlight some of the uh, some of the key kind of games that were shown. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of just go as, we'll just kind of go through the list as we see it. Um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, like, indie titles, kind of not as, you know, big AAA, but, but, I mean, there was, there, there was a decent amount. I mean, Helldivers 2, I saw there was some people that were hyped about this, um, sequel to Helldivers. I mean, just look at the trailer. It's, uh, it's, um, pretty interesting, I'll say the least. Um, I like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think, um. It reminds me of, uh, uh what is it? I have the game somewhere over here. Lost Planet. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, Lost yeah, yeah, Planet. It gave me Lost yeah, Planet yeah. vibes. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Nice little, uh, it almost reminds me of like some space like shooter kind of thing. Um, yeah, explore. Like, what, what's the Monster Hunter? Yeah, Is Monster that the one where you team up with your buddies and then yeah. you try to go through and just kill Honestly, all the monsters? See, Lost Planet is a bad analogy. I like, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty yeah. close. Um, that was my initial thought when I was watching it earlier today. I was like, I I know the overall sentiment of the showcase wasn't really positive, but for me, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I, I felt like there were more things they could have done. Like, why are, why are the graphics kind of dated looking? <laughs> yeah. Like, why they look like they're on an older generation? It's like, this is supposed to be a PS5 where were the graphics. But at the same time, it's like new games that I haven't seen in a while. Maybe they're trying, taking some risks. It's like, yeah. I, I kind of like to see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the um it's like the second game that kind of showed off. I think for the most part a lot of these were um yeah, like Immortals of Avium. This is I think some Call of Duty devs. That looks nutty. Yeah, it looks pretty <laughs> I mean I think it was like some ex Call of Duty devs that are kind of going uh they're trying to do a first person kind of magic combat fighter. Um mm. it look it honestly looks it looks pretty cool. I think it it looks like it runs pretty well, um at least from this. Um, I'd be curious to see how it plays as an FPS, especially if you have like XCOD people working on it. Oh um, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It looks pretty fluid to me. I'll be curious to see. Um, I'll be curious to see story wise if there's any substance there. Um, it kind of seems like it seems like they're trying to build up to something pretty cool. So, um, I mean, I think overall combat looks cool. It's definitely something I'm gonna be. Uh, I think I'm gonna be uh looking into review wise whenever it drops. But yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Sort of at the start. Um, Ghost Runner Two. I mean, just look at this, dude. Bikes, you know, motor vehicles, racing. Maybe I don't know. Um, dude, th- that game reminded me instantly of XG Two from the from the N sixty four. Oh, I don't know if I which, know that game. 
Oh, it is a it's an insane game. It's like it's probably one of the best racing games I ever played on the N sixty four. And except for like Rush, Rush was really good too. Um, but basically, it was like a, it, that's not a racing game, but it had those elements where Damn. you're like defying gravity, and it's like Cy- is it Cybertron or no, not Cybertron? It's Tron mixed with uh, I don't even know Minority Report in the future. <laughs> so like nice. they're driving vertical, doing loops, and it's like you blow each other up. It's crazy, man. That's that's what that game reminded me of. Yeah. You're talking about Phantom Blade. This looks like a. This reminds me. This honestly reminds me of like a Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of that vibe. So, um, yeah, very, very uh, interesting if you're into that kind of game. Uh, probably there. I mean, that seems to be a lot of kind of the opening games. And I know, I know for some people that was kind of a complaint. It's like there's no like, it doesn't seem like it's a true like heavy hitter, which I think for a lot of these showcases, at least like when I watch a showcase, if there's something huge at the start, I think it's a good thing. Like just like just hit with like some major announcement or something, right? Just kind of get people yeah, like true. focused in. Uh, yeah, there really wasn't that. I don't feel like in the showcase. Um, so yeah, that that was a that was certainly a complaint I saw, and I I could echo that sentiment. Um, I mean, a lot of like, I mean, there, there's a lot of little indie games like your little cat like fighting like <laughs> cat quest <laughs> cat quest like literally. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, come on, like you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here, Mike? You know. I mean, gaming is for everybody, and you got people that are like, have true. had Playstations their whole lives, and now they got kids. It's true. That's it's not coming until uh, it's not coming until next year, though. Mike, hate to break it to you. That's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's also on PS4 still, which is interesting. PS5 and PS4. Um, I don't know. It looks. Like, it, I don't know. I you know I like joking, but I for the most part, I, it looks like a cool. I love the I love the art style. Um, I think it's uh very interesting. So, be curious to nice. see curious to see how that does. Um. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of like interesting. Oh, don't ones at don't the start. skip uh don't when, skip foam some stars. Foam stars, all right. They, yeah, I, there was no, a, I heard a lot of there people, was some hate. Yeah, there was. I heard a lot of people kind of saying like, oh, th- this could be like like Sony or PlayStation's version of Splatoon. Um, which that's a hundred percent what it's which gonna is be. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like you see that's like okay, yeah, color, yeah, makes sense. Um, I mean, Splatoon is like highly successful though. It is. And PlayStation I mean, has a competitive scene. Like, imagine yeah. Foam Stars becomes an eSport. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it could be. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Splatoon has become one of Nintendo's huge IPs, especially in the multiplayer space. So it mm-hmm. makes sense if there's going to try to be copies, you know. I mean, I mean, Splatoon. Now, you know, <laughs> you're just looking at it, it I'm like, yeah, you see split. gameplay, it's like, yeah, Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, I um, really like that one. I also liked even the next one, like the Plucky Squire. Yeah. Where it was an interesting transition between doing 2D, like almost platformer style games, and then breaking, you're like coming out of the print to yeah. go into 3D, which is yeah, it's a really interesting, interesting yeah. way to do it. Yeah, it looks really cool. So as the trailer goes on, yeah, pops out of the game yeah. itself yeah pretty and cool. goes into the 3d for it's like breaking it's like inception breaking into the different layers <laughs> yeah like that, this is actually pretty really sick, cool yeah, yeah this, this was pretty sick um it, it like because i see this especially the 3d and it's like it kind of it reminds me of a uh, same art style as it takes too so um, kind of yeah. very like um it looks very well done too so yeah definitely uh, excited to see how this does i mean come on dude it just looks sick. Like, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. It's coming out this year. It's PS. Uh, it's a Devolver game too. So I mean, 
Devolver always makes the wacky stuff that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, um, we yeah we can of course just keep going uh, with some of these. I think um, the biggest one of the bigger ones that this showcase had was um, was uh, not immediately noticed. I don't think uh, with the trailer, but um, you see some like see some terrain you see some bugs you're like what is this grounded is this what the, like is this playstation response grounded i don't know mike what are we looking at here and then it That's goes on point. and on and then um we start to see there's like a snake and like he's he gets rolled by a gator because you know the gators are in the woods you know it's um you don't know what to expect and then at the very end we see uh man himself snake baby yes. in the Let's river go. oh and then, uh, and then, yeah, so, uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta is the uh, name of the title. Um, but it is, it, which Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3, for those who don't know the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, yeah, it seems to be a remake of that. Very, um, I, I, I don't know, I'm certainly very excited about this. Metal Gear is one of those, um, one of the series I want to get into, especially since I'm going the retro gaming route. I eventually want to be able to, like, own physical copies of those and play them and stuff. So, um, there's also a, a collection that's coming out too that they show here. Uh, this is Volume One, which will include games one through three that you will be able to play on PlayStation Five. Um, so very interesting stuff there. Uh, but I think a lot of a lot of kind of confusion was that the development team put out a statement and they were just called like the the development team is what they were <laughs> called themselves. They didn't announce who was like working on the game, so to speak, like who the team was. Um, it was kind of just okay. like there was like of course no kojima attached to it because he's doing his own thing uh but like konami didn't even like put their stamp on it or anything and then like there was a statement that was brought out by the the development team and they kind of said like yep de- the development team's working on it kind of thing and you know it'll be out and you know we hope fans enjoy it but like even jeff Keeley was like tweeting at the announcement tweet of like from the team and they were like okay who is the development team though because like no one because <laughs> they just didn't say and it's like very vague so um very uh very curious there what's going on but uh i don't know at least from the initial kind of cinematic it looks uh looks pretty cool but obviously until we see gameplay and everything we find out who the development team is still kind of up in the air a little bit but that was kind of one of the big certainly one of the bigger announcements from this show and then you Fair move enough. on you move on dude um not too much yeah so like final fantasy 16 they did some more stuff on that uh that's you know obviously for final fantasy i've actually IP. yeah like a huge ip right and i think um a lot of people who are into final fantasy they're very much looking forward to this and i think for the most part like combat and stuff i've heard good things i think for the most part it about people saying good, like man. yeah they were like yeah i mean honestly i'm really in good. like you know kind of let's do it um so yeah i mean it looks really good they kind of gave more um gave more sort of a trailer for that uh, some little bit of gameplay but then launch into the big boy or one of the big boys mike um, one of the ones I've been looking forward to the most, Alan Wake 2, was uh, officially yes, dated and everything on the uh, PlayStation Showcase, which is pretty cool. You know, in fact, whenever I tuned in to watch it live, uh, I was at the tail end of this trailer. <laughs> I was like watching oh, it. I was no. like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like I mi- I'm missing like the first half. Um, Gotta rewind it. <laughs> but yeah, so I like was rewatching it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I loved Alan Wake. Unfortunately, I beat the first game like right before like the remaster or the remit or yeah, the remaster came out. So it was like right before like the new like update, but it was still a really good title, and I was very much looking forward when they announced two last year. I was like, oh dude, I'm all in, like very much looking forward to this. Gameplay wise, right off the bat, 
especially with the third person perspective that we will see a little bit later, it immediately reminds me of like Resident Evil, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 or something like that. Um, so I think there's probably some inspiration for that style of camera uh, for some of this game, but but it looks like it's a uh, it's like a true to form horror game this time around. It's definitely going to be like the first one was kind of psychological horror, and there was like some aspects right. of that that was, but it wasn't like a horror horror game. This one is definitely more that route of like trying to dive into horror a little bit more, um, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, this has a release date. It's October 17th, I believe. It's like right in the middle of October. Um, so well, it's perfect timing. Yeah, so it's like right around Halloween time when uh, you want a horror game regardless anyway. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. Can't wait to see the reviews. If the reviews are good, I'm purchasing this uh, purchasing this game instantly. But, but yeah, uh, very excited about that. That's, uh, and that's just a few months away. So, really cool there. Uh, the, the one to follow this one up was um, the uh, next Assassin's Creed entry shown off which is kind of surprising I, I, I yeah i suspected this was going to be at the ubisoft ford i think like a lot of people probably did um but yeah sure they, not, yeah yeah they wanted i guess get it out early on the sony showcase um and all i'm going to say about mirage instantly when i was watching this i was like this honestly just reminds me of like assassin's creed one like they're kind of just taking like they're just kind of going way back to roots i feel like because even like the outfit that you know the protagonist yeah, everything is, is basically is. from the first one really yeah it's like you're right i was almost like is this like a remake of the first one like because it looked like there's a lot of similarities especially in the main protagonist but but yeah i mean it looks like they're kind of going back to form so um very exciting there to kind of see where the where this takes it um i also heard some chatter about maybe this is kind of like like I think Assassin's Creed like Red or something's the one after this, the bigger one that they announced. This is kind of like the bridge yeah. until that one, which would make sense. Um, so it's kind of it's probably going to be a smaller game. But I mean the the last few have been so massive. I feel like the game needs to pull back and do like a smaller <laughs> kind of like story and really just make a condensed show. Because I mean, dude, it's like you're pumping in like I'm pretty sure Valhalla was like 60 hours just yeah, for the base was, game. It's like ridiculous. It, it was insane. Didn't they do like? It was Odyssey was also insanely long too. Yeah, it just keeps I mean, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's like you're like, needing you're needing like 200 hours to do a completionist run. Like it's unreal. Like my man, like, I can't do that. Yeah, like, and so <laughs> my hope with this is that the story is significantly kind of cut down in a more condensed fashion, so that it can you know get people back in uh, to the series. Because I think a lot of people are just like, this game is too long. Like I love Assassin's Creed, but I mean, it can, you know, to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying, I mean, no, no. Yeah, exactly. For 20 <laughs> hours, so. Uh, yeah, October 12th. It's launching uh, this year. Very excited there. You can pre-order it. But you know what we say about pre-ordering on the show, Mike? Uh, don't do it. Wait for the reviews. <laughs> Never. No? Wait for the reviews. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting one. Um, Street Fighter Six got a little bit of love, even though we've kind of you know, seen a lot about Street Fighter Six so far. Um, it's kind of just, you know, it's, it's something I noticed about the showcase too is they're kind of just they were showing a lot of the games they've already been talking about for a while um, just to kind of like show more of that which you know which I, I guess depending on who you ask could be like necessary or unnecessary but um, I think it's cool to see you know kind of just you know we're still working on this it's coming out very soon you know just more uh, more insight on that um, yeah I mean between that um, Dragon's Dogma 2 is coming out um, it, I, when I saw this particular um trailer it reminded me a lot of the monster hunter or like dragon age kind of like that kind of vibe and apparently there's a huge like there's actually like a you know a huge following behind the first one so i'm sure there's a lot of excitement from fan base that a second one's on the way it looked pretty cool though I'm not gonna lie. just looking at it watching the trailer 
yeah, it just, it just reminds me of Monster Hunter at the end of the day. Um, keep going. Five Nights at Freddy's is getting another game. This is the VR portion. So, like, there was yeah. PS5, then there was kind of a VR portion. Um, towards the latter half of the showcase was majority VR games, um, which I think, you know, for most people, you probably don't have a VR too. Resident Evil 4 is getting a VR mode, which I, I can't remember if it was already announced, but... Um, oh, yeah, 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 it was announced. That, no. that was one of the things that we were actually pretty hype about a couple of, like, a month ago. Yeah. Um, with the VR 2 just, like, being shown off and then finally getting a true horror movie or horror game that's going to be like a movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope it does well. Uh, it looks like so far it's kind of just, you know, what we've seen from Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil 8, you know, VR, so... Um, I think they know what they're doing in that aspect, but hopefully it's good. Be a nice uh, VR experience for that. Arizona Sunrise, Sunshine, sorry, Arizona Sunshine 2 was dropped. This is another, uh, this just looks like a nice, like, zombie kind of shoot em up, beat em up in VR kind of thing. So, <laughs> uh, you're into that. Could be up your alley. Um, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there was, it was so funny watching this game. This is Crossfire Sierra Squad. A lot of people were just like, is this CS3? Like, as a meme in the chat. Um, but yeah, it, just, it looks like kind of that COD CS style shooter in VR. Um, I don't know. It looks really weird. Like, the shooting, like, I guess it's like hard to emulate recall in VR, I feel like. But yeah, it just looks kind of like weird. <laughs> like, whatever they're like. Does this, to shoot. does this Crossfire have a. Is it part of the same, like, series? Because there's a whole video yeah, game series for Crossfire. I don't know. I think it is. Hmm. hmm. Not sure. Um, some of the other VR titles you have Synapse looked a very colorful and interesting. This actually is like when I think of a VR game, I think of a game like this. It's like you're shooting, you're getting yeah. to control stuff with like your hand, like it's like magic and stuff like that. Like when I'm thinking of a VR game, this is the type of game I want to play, where it's like I'm like exactly. controlling stuff and like throwing things and I don't know. This you this is like something a super I'd be, being. Yeah, like this would be something up my alley. I think for sure. Um, this is what I think. Wish I had a VR too, but I do not. If I did, I'd be playing something like this because it actually looks pretty sick. And dude, I'm just mesmerized. It does look pretty the sick. The color it's looks like you're sick. A Jedi oh, with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing back to you. Yeah, it looks so sick. Very jealous. Um, Marathon. Remember when we said Bungie yes, had some uh, IP in the works? That was not, yep. that was not a Destiny. Revealed. There it is. Marathon is this is that game, is that boy, um yeah it looks like it, it, from the descriptions of what I read even after the trailer it is a PvP focused shooter um I loved I don't know the, the trailer overall I love the color and everything there's a lot of color in this showcase which I really enjoyed um but yeah this this very much looks like a, a nice colorful shooter which um so we'll see I'm excited to hear more on it there wasn't really a whole lot shown. Um, so. No, there wasn't. It's it's mostly going back to Bungie's roots, where they did uh, their marathon IP. Yeah, so. yeah, and I I think I saw like some people were like, oh, like are they going back to that? Is this gonna like kind of be a sequel to that or something? Like, you know, along those lines, or like an iteration of that. Uh, but it seems to be sort of stripped away. It's not gonna be like a one one. So very uh, so people that are in marathon, who knows, man? Um, yeah, this is definitely something I'm gonna see. I can't wait for the reviews on that to kind of see like where it stands. But um, I don't know, Destiny. Doing the shooter thing pretty well, you know. I mean, with a <laughs> in the past, so uh, I have high hopes, but uh, we'll see. Final presentation was Destiny 2, next expansion. Got a little trailer. Cade it's was back, wild. yeah. Cade was back, everyone's freaking out. 
because you know died tragically you know spoilers but <laughs> and then like oh here he is True. he's back um so so yeah very uh a lot of reception around that that i saw um and then they did have a segue we already covered it project q we're not going to go into it again but you know handheld they had a little trailer for that and the buds um but then the last gosh 10 12 minutes of the showcase that is a big segment <laughs> marvel spider-man 2 i Mike, I'm going to tell you one thing. Yes. When you see this, when you see this scene here, what, what is the first IP that comes to your head when you see this? A guy in the uh, woods, very fire, like... Far Cry? <laughs> it, that's a good one. The, but the other one I was thinking about was Turok. That like immediately came to my oh head. Oh my gosh, like a right. Turok yeah. Far Cry. I was like, dude, are they like doing something with Turok? Like freaking out. I would lose my mind if they did. Yeah. It I'm is like, kind of weird to think like that's how they started this trailer for Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's how like, does that work? Like building context, I guess, the rest of the trailer. But yeah, that was one thing I noticed was like, I was like, dude, I was like, dude, yo, like a Turok game. Like, oh, I can get to you that. Like, that'd be sick. But yeah, then it came. But then after this, he's like, oh, we have an opponent for you. And then they show like Black Cat, Prowler, Wraith, Tombstone, Spider-Man. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Never mind. This is the Spider-Man. Like, you know, the Spider-Man thing they had the trailer they were setting up which made sense you know we're approaching the fall which by the way spoiler alert there's still no release date announced even after this trailer very upsetting it just says fall so we're still on blanket uh, release window they're very confident they're gonna hit it though that's what they say so we'll see um but yeah i mean i must say gameplay wise i mean come on mike we're watching it, it right looks, now it looks sick man it looks oh, like a dude. I don't even know, like a slasher almost. Yeah, dude, like, what's he think is like Venom's in this, which I was just like, oh, dude, that's so sick. Like, the fact you get to play as Venom and use all the abilities. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was, like, I would say I was watching this, and I was hyped the whole way through. I, there was a lot of chat that, like, I, I like, I, this. it's games like this where I try to just close chat because, it's like, it's a bunch of just like, oh, this is boring. Why is it so long? But, dude, I'm just watching this. I'm just mesmerized, man. I think this looks so sick. Um, just seeing all the combat. I loved the first Spider-Man 2018. So uh, I still haven't played Miles Morales. It's on my list, and I know it's on PC, so I definitely want to check it out at some point, um, for sure. But yeah, this is, and I'm gonna need to play it if I want to play Spider-Man 2 at some point, because you know Miles is, of course, in this. So yeah, um, I don't know. I'm very hyped. I'm very excited. I think there's um, just like it, it, this. It's it even it it is even like that crazy at the start, but like you go on the rest of the trailer, and it's like my favorite sequence is when. They're like there's like a boat chase and like a helicopter chase and like just the overall movement like and just how it like, does look I wild mean, dude man. i mean and a lot of people and the first thing i noticed too is like it is 30 fps like that's what i noticed but i mean i'm like i'm not upset about it because like i love the first spider-man game and i'm pretty sure it was 30 fps so like it's not like a huge matter for me um i mean and even on pc when the pc release comes it's gonna be unlimited frame galore anyway so um but I mean, dude, I don't know. It just—it's one of the, this is one of those games for me. I can overlook the frame rate because it's just like just watching this is like sick. So yeah, most of the time you play like Spider-Man for swinging around like the city of New York, Manhattan, but also the story of it. It's not really about the thirty frames per second stuff. Although kind you can make the argument that it should be required now yeah. in the year twenty twenty three. So yeah, for a lot of titles, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole debate there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Overall, I was very, uh, I don't know. Just like seeing this, it's like, dude, I may have to get a PS5, even though I keep saying it. Like, this is like, <laughs> this is a title that may push me there at some point. So, 
Um, we'll see for sure, but obviously wait for the release, and then I'll uh, make a decision then. If I, but who knows? I may just wait for PC. I mean, it'll probably take a while, but yeah, man. Overall, combat looks great. It looks like they're kind of just doing what they did with the other games. They're just making they have the foundation there, so it's just iterating on that in any way possible. So I love the dynamic between Miles and Peter and all that. I think it's gonna be sick. So yeah, it's good. I expect it to be pretty sick. So how do you feel about the overall showcase? Overall, I mean, I went in with no expectations. So I mean, I thought it was I thought it was an okay showcase. I didn't it like it didn't blow my socks off or anything. I will say, I just have to say, I feel like outright. Um, very, very surprised we did not hear anything on the Last of Us multiplayer game. I'm very surprised. That's I, actually a good point. Because it is three years post Last of Us Part Two, and we did not at least hear like an inkling of an announcement, right? Like we know it's in the works. And there's and on top of that, I mean, there's other. I mean, there's other IP I can't name off the top of my head, but like, I mean, I'm, there's a Wolverine game. Nothing about that. I mean, that that looked really cool from like initial screenshots whenever it was announced at the same time Spider-Man 2 was announced. Um, I mean, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of IP they have in the pipeline that just wasn't touched on here. And it's like, um, and that's why I could see why people are upset. Um, still a lot of like cool and interesting games to look at. I, I, I love the Spider-Man 2 uh, gameplay reveal. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, uh, that's kind of like my only major disappointment is that we didn't hear anything on Last of Us multiplayer, but Here's to hoping next year, I guess, or maybe later this year. I don't know. Oh. What do you think, Mike? I'm sure we'll, we'll probably hear something eventually at like Summer Game Fest or anything going forward. I mean, yeah. there's so many different showcases that are going to be coming out, and it's only we literally just have to wait like two more weeks, <laughs> and we'll probably hear something. Yeah. So I'm not down and out about it. I did see on Reddit like people were pretty upset. They they were missing some games that they wish they saw. Um. Me personally, I went in the same mindset as you. I went in not expecting much. I was surprised by some games, reminding me of some old styles of games. Like I, I did N sixty four callbacks to some of these. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad showcase, but I wasn't insanely like impressed. You know, I will the, the, honestly. This is kind of like almost my final statement on it. But it's like if you would have sat down and told me that this was a state of play, I would have believed you one hundred percent. Like I would be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like state to play, um, because I mean, what it really does come down to it. I mean, this is technically not a state of play, which I think is where a lot of the, uh, um, where a lot of the uproar is around it. Because you know, if you're doing a showcase, it's kind of like you would hope that there'd be like heavy hitters laced all throughout it, right? Um, True. So, yeah. Um, I can see where people are upset. But overall, you know, um, I, I'll be, I right now I'm just looking forward to Summer Games Fest, seeing what the next showcases are. Um. Really hoping I'm more impressed this year with Summer Games Fest and what there is to offer. And hopefully on the Xbox side, we get to hear a lot more about the major IPs because I uh, I really want Xbox to do well this year now <laughs> after seeing the Sony one. Thanks. So it's kind of my uh, I think it's kind of my final thoughts on the, uh, on the matter, Mike. I think it's an appropriate final thoughts, man. Like, there's a lot of stuff that Sony has in the works. Some stuff is pretty exciting. Some stuff, eh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. You know. We'll have to see. Yeah. It, like, let, yeah. let only time will tell if it'll actually be a success and drag people in. But I still think sentiment's still the same. Gaming's the best it's ever been. It's only going to get better. Yeah. Do I the, the way I look at it now, if it if this year is another kind of down year for showcases, I mean, I feel like 2024, no 2025 has got a pop, especially with the new engine and everything. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think the best. I obviously, you know, 
I, I know we're both optimistic. I think the best years are going to come if this isn't the year. So still very much excited. Yeah. And there's titles I'm looking forward to this year. Starfield, Alan Wake 2. Facts. There's yeah. a ton. So. All right, sir. I think it's time for us to wrap this up. We're a little bit over our hour. Just a little, little mark. Bit, you know, a little bit. Um, and I also have a dinner that I got to get ready for. So. Yeah, I really have to use the bathroom too. So, yeah, it's probably a good oh, idea. This is perfect. This <laughs> is perfect. Yeah, we in. All right, let, let's do our typical outro then. Um, all the links are in the description of every single article, topic that we've covered down below. You can check it out for yourself. Um, we also post to Twitter. We have a Discord that has plenty of the events, all the showcases that are going to be going on. We try to regularly post all the articles in there as well. And uh, without further ado, I guess uh, I'm Michael Anthony, and this is Kyle Heath. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you later.